Hey guys, welcome back to Uncharted Faith. My name is Ruth and we talk about faith in real time and my recovery in real time. And uh, if you're new to this podcast, thank you so much for joining us today and thank you so much for just listening. Um, I pray that it's a blessing to you or a word of encouragement or just maybe something you needed to hear just to go one more step. Uh, tonight I just, I am finishing up two different Christmas parties and tomorrow I have the Christmas party for my employees at Corley Care and you know I'm tired but I have learned to find gratitude in the exhaustion because it helps me to rely on God it helps me to decrease so that God can increase in my life and show up and I am in awe that I get to be present with people today I'm in awe that I have Christmas parties to go to and to throw and just what a gift, what a gift and what a blessing it is because for so long I struggled so much with depression and suicidal thoughts and alcoholism and it was just really difficult in my mind and I never ever would have seen coming what has come to fruition in my life and I'm just sitting here thinking and we've got traffic backed up I'm assuming probably from an accident on the highway and uh, Texas drivers like to be a little bit intense but anyway um, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about how when the Bible says like the first shall be last and the last shall be first and I'm thinking about all the things that God has given me in my life and he has given me this this calmness this peace and not that long ago when people would say like it's a peace which passeth all understanding I was like what in the heck does that even mean and it just it did not make sense in my it just did not make sense in my mind it didn't make sense in my soul and in my spirit because I didn't understand a peace because the way that my mind works is it is running a thousand miles an hour on a good day and on a bad day it's running all over the place and um you know, I'm, I'm undiagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD where my brain's always doing, I'm doing 12 things at a time. And so, um, I say that to say that a a piece, a piece, any kind of piece sounded just like a pipe dream. It sounded almost like a fairy tale. It it almost felt like I'm watching the Hallmark movie and someone's saying, you're going to fall in love this way. Like, I just really don't believe you. And so when I heard about this peace that passeth all understanding that surpasseth, I just didn't think that it was for me. And so today when I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm marinating on, um, being able to intern at this, this gym in Benbrook and being able to, I work retail over here at university plaza and I, you know, own my business at Corley care. And I also work some of the hours and, and I, I do all these things, right. And what I believe that, that God has been teaching me and growing me through is that it isn't about the income. It isn't about what I do. It's about who I am. And it's about who God is. And so what a beautiful place to live because I am, I'm sitting here thinking um, about a saying in AA where they say, uh, in order to keep it, you have to give it away. And Again, one of those misnomers that just doesn't seem to make sense. What do you mean? I, I got it. In order to keep it, I got to give it away. And what they're saying is, you know, this program that they're teaching us to live and, and learning to have a relationship with God and learning to do these things, like it, 
it is selfless. And when you kind of understand that concept of I'm just doing the next right thing and I'm just doing X, Y, and Z because this is what I believe God wants me to do right now, all of a sudden I find you know, myself in a place where I'm, I'm helping another person in recovery where they're in almost an identical spot in their life today where I was almost 18 months ago. And that is a God thing. That is God showing up in my life and in their life. And if you were to tell me that all the times that I relapsed and all the times I picked up a drink again and all the times I went to the hospital or went to the psych ward or whatever it was, that I would one day in turn be able to love on people that are walking similar journeys or that have been down similar paths, I would have just, again, not believed you. It seemed like a Hallmark movie. Like, I'm sorry, that's the only thing I know to relate it to because Hallmark is just super cheesy. Um, I do enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. It's it's fun to watch from time to time. Um, but I just didn't really believe that that was real life. And so if you are maybe the person that is struggling um, and maybe you're doubtful that it can ever get better for you, I get it. You know, and so when you've got people that come up and, and I used to hear this too, when I was in the rooms, people would come up to me and they say, you know, Ruth, if if I can get recovery, anybody can get recovery. And I remember in, in, in my heart, I thought, man, I really hope I can say that one day. And now I can, I choose not to sit here and to say it because I remember how it made me feel when people would say that, because I would feel like, well, uh, and honestly, I was very selfish thinking more so than I am now, but I would be thinking, well, you don't know how bad, how bad I am or how far gone I am. And the reason why I was thinking that way is because if I am too far gone, then that gives me an excuse to keep behaving how I was behaving. And you couldn't tell me anything then because I believed what I wanted to. I held on to my hurt. I held on to my pain and nobody was going to pry it out of my hands unless I was dead and cold. And, um, and so I'm thinking about this. You got you can only keep it by giving it away. And what that means is is you can't help but love other people. You can't help but want to show up for other people today. And the fact that I can slow down and pause and these these seemingly idiotic concepts of pausing or praying and inviting God in because I'm the kind of person you can't just tell me to pray about it. I need something tangible to what can I do? We'll do the next right thing. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, you know, can you go to a meeting? Can you go to work? Can you do the dishes? Can you call another alcoholic or call another person and let them know you're thinking about them? Like, these are things that I can do to help me get outside of myself. And later I learned that that was the verse in action that says faith without works is dead. I can't sit here and tell you about my faith and be, and be doing nothing about it. I, you know my faith by where you can see my footprints. And so, you know, I might not look like and sound like you know, that, that, uh, a saved person, if you will, uh, you know, a church term for knowing Christ as your savior. Um, I might not look like and sound like and smell like that all the time, but I guarantee you that I know Jesus Christ as my savior. And when he tells me to do the next right thing, I am, I am on board with that today. And for the, for the first probably, I don't know how long it was, but I fought it in my spirit and I fought it in my gut because I didn't fully trust God, right? I didn't fully trust what other people were telling me to do or to not do. And so it was really hard for me. It was hard for me to um, 
to take those steps of faith because I can't really have that faith if I'm not willing to walk it out. And so being willing to walk it out has really changed things and doing things afraid. I just do things afraid. And so when I think about this idea of, um, you know, you can only keep what you have by giving it away. It, it just, it seems to happen almost naturally, but it really is a supernatural thing that happens with this relationship with God, where I really just learn to, to just shut up and show up. And, you know, tomorrow I'm getting up early and doing all these things. And I really haven't quite had a day to sleep in. And I know that God is working all things together for his good and essentially for, for my good too. And what that looks like, I don't always know, but I am really grateful to be present in this season, to have the opportunity to go to these Christmas parties, to be invited. And, uh, and just, you know, I called my mom on the way to one of the, the parties and I said, mom, my head is everywhere. I don't really have time to explain, but would you mind just praying with me? Because I knew that that would center me. I knew that my mom changes where she'd pick up the phone she probably wasn't busy. And what a gift that I get to do that versus calling my mom drunk from the hospital, from, from County or from wherever, right? What a gift it is today to be able to be present. And I just want to end with this. My relationship with God has never been one of guilt and shame. God has never beat me over the head or ever called me stupid or ever told me I wasn't good enough. Whenever I have um, made a mistake or could do something better or whatever that looks like or if there's sin in my life that, that God wants me to let go of, it's always been a gentle, hey, you know, let's do this, right? It's never been this guilt and shame. It's never been, how dare you? And oftentimes I realize that I've been in this toxic relationship with myself for far too long, that I don't need a second party to, to partake in this. And so what I'm learning to do is to really to change my words and to change my perspectives. And what I mean by that is, you know, people sometimes will say, oh, those are, those are privileged problems or first world problems or uh, catalog problems, all meaning that these are what a, basically what a blessing it is to be struggling with whatever it is, X, Y, Z. Like you went to the spa and, you know, they got your name wrong or the time wrong and you couldn't go. And I know it's a privileged problem. And one of the things that in my spirit, I have decided to stop saying things like that because then that downplays what I'm feeling, what's going on in that moment. And it also downplays whatever it is that God's trying to show me in that moment. Because if I can just pause in that moment when I'm agitated, wherever I'm at, um, and, and invite God in, if I'm jealous over someone and I can say, hold on a second, what is this jealousy trying to show me, right? It's trying to show me that underlying belief that I think that I'm not enough or that I can't deserve this, or I, I, you know, I don't deserve something like what this person's being blessed with. And then I inadvertently am telling God that, you know, you're doing a terrible job and you know, I've got this. And it's another way to control and manipulate. And, you know, so for me, you know, I really try not to downplay what I'm feeling or to downplay those thoughts, but I do pause and I hand those over to God and I say, okay, God, what is it that you're trying to show me? And oftentimes he's trying to grow me or he's trying to heal an old wound. And so even though I don't always believe the truth, I see the truth today and I take steps toward that truth today. And so I just really hope and pray that on this Saturday evening that you guys are having a really good evening. Um, I pray that your Christmas shopping and whatever else 
if it's bringing you anxiety, I really pray that you can do what I did and just pause, find some time with God, wherever that is, whether it's a walk, uh, a walk in nature or whether it is any, anything else. I, my heart and my prayer is that you can sit down and realize that let God's presence just invade your space to where you can fully be present for those around you. Because at the end of the day, it isn't about the gifts. At the end of the day, it's simply about people know that they're loved by you, by who you already are. And um, yes, gifts, you know, are some people's love languages and things like that. I am not discounting that. But if you're someone like me, I was also trying to look for validation this season and my gift giving. And what God is uh, lovingly telling me is to let him be God, to let him take care of everybody because uh, he's, he's got this and to just keep doing what I'm doing and show up and be present. So I really love you guys. I pray that you're having a beautiful night and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. I know we're, we'll, we'll talk again before the year ends. Um, have a good night though.